Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation. It's Murph here. It's time for the matchups pod. Obviously, with the uh, 300 podcasts going out yesterday, uh, it did make it very difficult to obviously do anything beforehand. I did actually record a, a segment um, for something you can get into. Uh, the pod yesterday, um, technical error, but uh, basically, <laughs> if ice wasn't perfect, I said I wouldn't have started either quarterback, I wouldn't have started anyone from uh, except for maybe Damian Harris as a low end, mid end RB3, and uh, I would have had Akers over Henderson maybe as an RB2, and he smashed that, and I would have had Woods over Cup, and, and really neither of the receivers did too much, so yeah, I'll take that as par for the course. I think I've got most of the game right, probably didn't expect. Um, the Patriots only score three, but it is what it is. The, the Rams defense definitely showed up. And if you had them, um, they definitely did you some good. But let's talk about the games that are coming uh, for the rest of the weekend. Um, so I'm just going to go through all of these really quickly just to give you um, some information in terms of uh, who to start, where roughly I, I kind of have them in rankings. It's the usual sort of standard stuff. It is the playoffs. So um, I'm probably... There may be some players I don't feel like maybe as bullish on, or there's maybe some players that I, I probably won't talk about at great length because if you've made the playoffs, you have good rosters. You're probably streaming one or two people. So maybe I talk about those options over the likes of low-end targets that I just probably wouldn't expect you to have on your roster. Um, 
but I'm going to go through them all anyway. Let's start with uh, a classic, uh, Denver at Carolina. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. I'm sitting uh, lock. Gordon's a low-end uh, RB2, high-end RB3. I think Lindsay probably, the trend is going up with for him in snaps. I think they're both, I have them next to each other in, in ranking. So that's sort of uh, anywhere from 23 to 35 is kind of their outcome. So I... <sighs> I don't really like either. I I have them closer to 30, uh, to 30 to 35 range, but there is small, uh, there's not a lot of upside to either of these players, but um, yeah, I I kind of like, if you've got them, you're kind of shoehorned into playing them, but they're not really the options that are going to get you W's. Um, Receivers. I like Tim Patrick this week over Jerry Judy. As much as I don't think the Carolina DBs are really that, Good. Um, you have got Jeremy Chin there. I think Jeremy Chin can make some plays. And uh, for me, I'd have Patrick slightly over Judy. I have both of them really in sort of that wide receiver three kind of flex range. You don't need to start anyone else there. And no offense knocking on the door at the tight end one position. He actually has a pretty good schedule coming out uh, for the fantasy playoff. So if you've got him, you can start him. I don't think he's an elite option, but I do think he's good enough to start. Uh, over Carolina. Let's have a look at this. I, I don't want to play Teddy this week. This is just not his week. It's a good defense he's playing. It's going to be low scoring. You can hammer the under on this if, if you like. It doesn't look like Christian McCaffrey is going to go, so it looks like Mike Davis. It's a pretty good run defense. Mike, defense, Mike Davis hasn't been elite, but he should still put up uh, RB2 numbers. Uh, I like him. Of all the running backs in this game, he's the one I hire. I rate the highest, um, but uh, I'm not expecting him to have a, a, an RB1 game. As for the wide receivers, uh, due to COVID, it looks like it's all Robbie Anderson. As we kind of saw with the Texans last week, you got to be a bit careful here. He could have a great game. He could also be boxed out of this. Denver, again, very good D. Don't be too surprised if um, he doesn't reach the peaks of, an, of a wide receiver one week. I've got him kind of at the high end of the wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one, purely on what I expect from a volume perspective. But just don't be surprised if he doesn't, uh, get there and, and you know set your expectation level at mid and wide receiver two. He is definitely good enough to start though, given the situation and circumstance he's in. Um, don't worry about uh, Ian Thomas; he's not been relevant all season. Moving on to Houston at Chicago. Um, this one again, it, it's pretty straightforward for Houston. There's only four players you can start: um, Deshaun Watson, mid to low end wide receiver one this week, just purely on talent. Um, again. With all those uh, wide receivers going now, it doesn't look likely he's going to have those elite weeks since Chicago's a good D. Um, David Johnson, low end, wide receiver two. Uh, Duke Johnson, as a result, isn't startable unless in a really super deep league and you have to play him. Um, and then you've got uh, Brandon Cooks, of course. I've got him again, in the similar to Robbie Anderson. I've got him in that high end, wide receiver two range. Definitely startable, definitely should be played no matter what. Um, but I don't think, again, just use the fact there's a lack of real talent beneath him. I can't see there being a huge week for him. Um, Kiki Kuti, despite what he did last week, I still think he's a wide receiver three. Um, again, this is a good defense, good cover, um, but he has the upside to be a wide receiver two, wide receiver one. He could break um, because he will draw some coverage, especially deep coverage. So I like uh, Kiki Kuti as a, as a play for sure. Moving over to the Bears. Don't need to start uh, Trubisky. I don't know why he would. Um, he's definitely not startable this week. David Montgomery, uh, I like this matchup. Houston can't stop the run. Um, I think he's in line for a high running back two, low end wide receiver, uh, running back one kind of week. 
Um, and you should feel confident about uh, Alan Robinson. He is questionable, but he is limited, which means he's more likely to play. So for me, Alan Robinson, uh, wide receiver one this week. Uh, Daryl Mooney, wide receiver three, low end option. Kind of in that sort of 34 to 40 kind of range is, is where I'd expect him to be. You don't need to worry about Miller or Patterson, anyone like that. And then you've got this flip between now Cole Komet and, and uh, Jimmy Graham. If I had to start one of the two, it would be Komet. Really, realistically, I'm not starting any of the tight ends in this game. Uh, there's better options available. Dallas at Cincinnati. This one should definitely be interesting. Uh, Dalton is potentially startable. I think there's better options. I wouldn't necessarily bank uh, on, on Dalton this week, but this is not a, the worst matchup he's going to have all season. Uh, that's for sure. But I think he's a fine starter. He's in that sort of QP 18, QP 17, QP 16 kind of range. Um and I'm kind of still playing with where I think he's going to come out. Uh, so he's startable. I don't think he's going to cost you a week, but I don't think he's going to win you a week either. Zeke Elliott has obviously been having a lot of problems. And uh, he's also questioned, uh, questionable here because he's limited. Uh, but I do think he will play. They're still playing for a playoff spot, Dallas. So uh, I do think he is uh, likely to go. And I've got him in the low-end RB1 category as well. His upside has definitely gone, maybe even the high-end RB2 uh, kind of category. Uh, Tony Pollard, I don't think, is is relevant this week. Um, and then you've got Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. Gallup had the great week last week. I don't necessarily expect him to re- replicate that. I think this is a better week for, for Lamb, who was slightly capped. I think he can really stretch his legs in this game, and I think Cooper is the one I would play. So Cooper, wide receiver two. Uh, Lamb, wide receiver three, Gallup, probably that sort of low-end wide receiver three uh, flex play. And then Dalton Schultz isn't startable for me, and nor is the other tight end for um, Cincinnati, which is uh, Drew Sample. You just don't need to mess with the tight ends in this game. Uh, with Cincinnati, it's really, really simple. There's only two, maybe three players in this that are worth any consideration. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, he's a very low-end running back two. Um, purely on volume. I don't think he's going to shoot the lights out of this, but um, if since he can get something going, then maybe he he could get some goal line touches and, and really be valuable. But yeah, I, I don't love him to be uh, a massive play, but he is by that definition, a sort of a must start. You've got Boyd and Higgins here. Boyd obviously got ejected last week, which was damaging to him, but he did have that breakaway run for a touchdown and you got T Higgins. End of the day, the volume's going to be very, very low. These guys are wide receiver threes, maybe flex plays at best. If you have better options, don't be afraid to play them. Tennessee at Jacksonville, the Derrick Henry game. Derrick Henry, my running back one for the week this week. Uh, he always destroys it. I have got to face Derrick Henry uh, in the BFFL. Uh, and uh, Ben Rolf is uh, is the owner of him. bit unfortunate for me uh, that this is the week I get to play him in the playoffs, so I'm no doubt going to really suffer as a result. But um, let's, let's review them. Tannehill, uh, low-end QB1 for me, absolutely startable. Uh, he's not going to cost you a week, and he has some upside here in this matchup. Derek Henry, um, yeah, as I said, running back one. Yeah, you could take him all the way to the bank. Only injury is going to really stop him from from pummeling the Jags here. Um, AJ Brown, Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a massive week last week, but you can revert back to AJ Brown. He's in the low-end wide receiver one territory for me. Corey Davis, uh, wide receiver two uh, territory for me this week. Uh, and then if John o. Smith returns, um, which is since he had full practice yesterday, it looks like he's trending up to start. Um, he'll be in the tight end one conversation for sure. As for Jacksonville, um, there's only 
two players here, maybe three that I'd consider a start. Um, Robinson all day long, running back one, doesn't matter with the game script. He's still getting a lot of touches and, and great for him. He's been an absolute revelation. Um, then you've got Chark and Chenault. I still think Chenault has that little bit of burst, but he is still limited, so keep an eye on that one. But he's a low-end wide receiver three for me. Chark as well, I've got him in the wide receiver three territory just due to who's throwing him the ball. So um, I think those guys are are underwhelming, but if you've got them and you haven't got a better option, you might need to start them. Kansas City at Miami. Um, So again, Kansas City every week, it's the same players. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, QB1, all day long. He's going to be up there. Um, I think I have him as my number one, number two overall this week. You can play him uh, quite comfortably. Kyle Edwards-Hilaire, he is back. He's in that um, running back one, running back two, high-end conversation. He's in that same sort of tier as um, David Montgomery, for example. Um, Just again, he's going to lose a few touches. Miami aren't the worst uh, run defense in the league, Um, but he should still have a very good week. Tyreek Hill, you're starting. I wouldn't trust any other wide receivers in this game. And then, of course, you're starting Travis Kelsey, the tight end number one. Uh, Over with Miami, different story. I like Gaskin this week. I think Gaskin can uh, really contribute. He's in the mid sort of running back twos uh, for me. Um, Devontae Parker, one to watch. Really sort of depends on the volume. But if uh, Devontae Parker, I've got him as sort of a mid to low range uh, wide receiver too. Um, but I don't want any of the other wide receivers involved. And I'm still, I know Gazicki had a good game last week, but I'm still not trusting that volume he's going to get from Tua. Um, the Titan position is a bit of a, a bit of a dirt nap. You can, you can punt Gazicki and play him and, and just see what happens. And that's absolutely fine. Um, but my advice would be to sit him if you can find a Logan Thomas or Jordan Reed. I just like their ceilings a lot more than I like Mike Gazicki's, but that's me personally. Arizona at the Giants. So we've got Kyler Murray, bit off form. Um, Giants defense, pretty good, actually. Really, really good. Um, and they're on a bit of a roll at the moment. So I've got Kyler down lower in my ranks. He's still obviously a must start every week, but he is losing a bit of, uh, he is losing a bit of uh, rushing ability there. Um, as we had Ian Hartis on, again, he said, you just need to forget the fact that this is a, a timeshare because it's not. Kenyon Drake is the guy. Kenyon Drake in the running back two situation, again, potentially high-end RB2 as well. Um, Edmonds, is he has standalone RB3 kind of numbers, but uh, yeah, not for me. I, I you know, feel comfortable with Drake there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, is a wide receiver one with, with what he gets. Um, potentially Christian Kirk, low-end wide receiver three. Not a massive lover of his. Don't think he's had a great season, but one to probably keep an eye on um, if you need to. Um, Don't need to start Max Williams at tight end. Uh, We think Daniel Jones is trending to a start. Um, He is limited in practice. Um, I think at the end of the day, if he's going to play, I'm not so sure. I think if he does play, how good, how fit is he going to be? What's this offense going to look like? I don't like him as a start this week, I think, as a result of of all of that. I do like Wayne Gorman. I think Wayne Gorman, again, is sort of a mid-range running back too. I think you can start him just fine. As for this running back, uh, wide receiver mess, if it's Colt McCoy, these guys get a massive arrow down. If I had to lean on someone this week, uh, despite the low volume, I would still probably go Slayton because I think he's the field stretcher. If they're behind, they'll want to toss. They're trying to win a game here to get into the playoffs. But Shepard and Slayton, low-end wide receiver three flex plays for me. Um, might get elevated slightly if Jones plays, but still. Um, and Evan Ingram is a, a sort of tight end, two low-end tight end one for me this week. 
Um, Minnesota against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kirk Cousins isn't in my starts this week. I don't think he's someone I'd feel very comfortable starting uh, against this Tampa Bay defense. And Dalvin Cook as well. A bit of an arrow down for me this week. If you've relied on him to get into your playoffs, listen, he's still going to be an RB1, but he's not going to be the RB1 this week. Uh, you have to temper your expectation as to what he's going to do. This is the best run defense in football every week. They've, they've held um, all running backs to significant uh, shortage of below where they uh, project as a season average. So, um, I think Cook is probably going to fall somewhere between the 10 to 15 point PPR range as opposed to the 20s and 25s that he's used to getting. Um, I do think this is a game that Phelan and Jefferson can can do quite well in. They can attack the corners. This is going to be a shootout. I can see definitely garbage time points galore in this sort of game. So I think both those guys fall into sort of that high, uh, low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. And I think they both are sustainable this week for sure. Um, and it looks like Irv Smith's going to play. I mean, if you want to take a punt, but um, I'm not so sure. I think there's better options available. As for the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay, you've got Tom Brady. For me, top five QB this week. Uh, I, I'm all the way through for the season. If you've got Tom Brady, you can just play him every week now and plug him in. Um, the only players I'm playing above him for the rest of the season are um, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. That's probably about it, I think, just purely on schedule. But we'll see. Ronald Jones, I think, could have a good week this week if they can establish the run early. I'm concerned about some of the play calling. Um, they only rushed the ball 9% on third down, which is a bit of a concern. So something to think about uh, there. But I do think he is solid enough to be a, a, a mid-range running back two this week. I think uh, Fournette is a running back three this week. Um, we got some injuries here dealing with Evans. He was questionable. He didn't practice on Thursday, so he might not even play. Um, you've got Godwin. He did play, so he looks like he's going to be good to go. And you've got Antonio Brown. At this point, Godwin is a wide receiver two. I think Antonio Brown is a low-end wide receiver three who could improve significantly if Evans doesn't play. Um, I think you just got to keep an eye on that one. But all three are startable, definitely. Um, Rob Gronkowski, definitely a tight end one. He's one of the five or six tight ends that are a must-start every single week. That's going to do it for the early Slater games. I'm just going to take a quick pause here. And I'm going to be back in just a moment and I'll bring you the late games and the Monday night uh, football as well. So uh, grab a brew, speak to you in a sec. Welcome back for part two, Rush Nation. Uh, got eight games to go through now. So moving on to Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Indianapolis uh, definitely have some starters in this game worth worth playing. Philip Rivers is my streamer of the week. You should find him available in most leagues. He's uh, under 30% owned as of Wednesday, so he should still be there. Um, I like him in this particular matchup. I think he's someone who will sit around about the, the, the 10 to 12 or 10 to 14 sort of range of QBs average out 12. I think that's somewhere that you could definitely start this week and not lose too much. Um, Jonathan Taylor, no, he minds. Both startable this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, got him in the running back two. Naheem Hines, lower end of the running back two conversation. Those two are both definitely startable given the share of workload they have and how much volume that they, they produce. T.Y. Hilton is definitely back. I, I said he was droppable many weeks ago and uh, he didn't really produce anything to the last two or three weeks, but the last two weeks he's been highly productive and he's someone that he falls into sort of the low end wide receiver three range. Michael Pittman, very similar. Both of them got very similar outlooks and profiles. Pittman is still the heavy target, but um, T.Y. Hilton's finally making good use and he's starting to get some separation because he was not before. And I still like Trey Burton. Didn't have a good week last week, but he's still someone I would have 
on the fringes of the tight end one conversation. I think he's definitely a touchdown play this week as well. As for Vegas, Carr had an amazing week last week. He was, I think, the QB1 or the QB2 on the week. He had a, a, an excellent week, but he's not going to produce those kind of numbers this week against this Colts defense. Um, Josh Jacobs is trending towards not playing as of the last year. He did face some limited practice, so there may be... I wouldn't entirely rule him out, but, it, you know, I've read conflicting reports. I've seen reports saying he's likely to potentially be out. I've read other reports saying, well, there's some, there's a chance he can make it and he did do some limited practice. So let's keep an eye on that one. If he does play, he goes into the, the running back two conversation with the opportunity to potentially push into the RB1 if he gets the volume. As for Booker, um, this isn't a week even if he does uh, become the starter this week. As we saw last week, he's just not the guy, not one you need to be playing. Uh, this wide receiver caused a bit of a mess. Um, Aguilar is the one I would play. I have him in the wide receiver three range. Renfro and Ruggs are, are, are flex plays at best here. Darren Waller's the one you want to own. He had an amazing week last week. Uh, tight end one. I think he was the number one overall in fantasy last week uh, in half-point PPR scoring. So definitely someone you want to be playing in your rosters. And no doubt you don't need me to tell you that. Now we move on to the Jets versus the Seahawks. Um, this week you've got Sam Darnold, who's definitely not startable in fantasy football and won't be for a very long time. Frank Gore is questionable. I don't think personally from what I'm reading, it looks likely he's going to go. Um, you can't rule him out. It, it, he's Frank Gore. He's indestructible. But as a result, I think uh, Ty Johnson is the guy that goes this week. And I think he can have a, a relatively okay week, probably the mid to low end of the RB2 side at this stage and then you've got Crowder and Perriman and Crowder and Perriman the two guys who should benefit from no mims this week so as a result um, Crowder I've got in the mid to low range uh, wide receiver two Perriman I've got in the wide receiver three range but with the upside to potentially uh, get into the higher ranks if he gets targeted Um, last week wasn't a great week but he's still averaging over 20 yards uh, a catch he's just got to get the targets and he's got to be used uh, a bit more as for Seattle, uh, this is a really narrow team. Four players. Wilson, definitely starting him. He's going to be in the top two or three uh, QBs this week. Chris Carson will be in the running back one conversation for sure this week. Um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you're starting both. Both will be in the wide receiver one conversation this week. Moving on to the Packers at the Lions. And again, Packers, we know so much about this team. We know who to start, who not to start for the most part. Rodgers, you're starting. He's going to be high-end QB this week. Aaron Jones, you're starting. You start him every week. He's uh, RB1 easily. Devontae Adams, high production wide receiver. He'll be in the top tier of wide receivers this week. Uh, no problem at all. I like Lazard to Valdez Scantling, and especially I like them against this this cornerback group. I think Lazard is someone who will be a wide receiver three, but I think Valdez Scantling is in, is in play given his speed and the deep ball possibility against this cornerback room. He's a flex play for me at best, but he's very boom or bust, so be careful. And Robert Tonyan, tight end one. Again, he's someone that you can start most weeks uh, for sure. Then we've got the Lions, Matt Stafford. Again, I don't think this is a matchup I love. He might ball out because... There'll be a lot of garbage for time points uh, on offer for him, but he's not someone that I'm looking to overly start. I think there's better options this week. DeAndre Swift is trending towards starting, and if he does, he goes straight into the RB1 conversation for me because the Packers cannot stop the run, no matter how hard they try. If he doesn't, then Adrian Peterson will be a running back two for me this week. Golladay, what do we do with Kenny Golladay? I think he's 
you have to assume he's out. He's been out for weeks. You have to assume he's still going to be out. If he does miraculously manage to play, I think he's going to be very limited. He's not played a lot of football. And I think, therefore, I wouldn't be banking on Kenny Golladay. He is an easy sit for me this week. Instead, I'd be lining up Marvin Jones as a a high-end wide receiver three this week. And then TJ Hawkinson's the guy I want to own. He's definitely uh, in the tight end one conversation for sure. Uh, Moving on to the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is probably about as big a mismatch as you're going to see all week. Um, The Eagles are on a horrific run. The Saints are one or two games away from clinching uh, the division and also potentially clinching that first place by as well. Um, So Taysom Hill is at the low end of the QB1 conversation. Alvin Kamara, mid to low end of the RB1 conversation. His production takes a massive hit with uh, Drew Brees not in that lineup, but hopefully that will be soon. Tavis Murray has RB3 upside this week for sure. Michael Thomas is in the mid to low end of the wide receiver ones this week. I wouldn't be starting any of the other wide receivers. Cook after last week, I kind of said I wouldn't start him in any of that that week. I don't know if it's a flash in the plan or not. Um, I think he's someone that I have outside the top 12 tight ends. So uh, he could be a touchdown candidate, but he is a risk play uh, at best. If you've got nothing better than the course you play him, I don't think he's going to hurt you as much as putting up a low score in another position. As for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is in at quarterback. Jalen Hurts is an unknown quantity, um, has rushing ability, but against this Saints offense, I think unless you're desperate, if you are in the situation I'm in, in a couple of leagues where Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz, and there's not a lot on the waiver wire, then I definitely would play him because he's better than Brandon Allen and and. Mike Glennon for sure, but I don't have high hopes for Jalen Hurts this week in the same way for Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is a sit, um, but also you might be in the position where you shoehorn to play him. Just expect him to be, uh, I've got him outside the top 24 running backs this week, and I'm not, um, I'm lower than consensus on that, but I've been lower than consensus on him all season, and he's not in the top 24 running backs this season. So I'm just not there. I'm just not there on Miles Sanders at all. As for um, the wide receivers, um, I think that um, Ian Hart has said it best when he said, just don't play him, <laughs> just don't play any of them. Um, the only tight end I want to start this week is, is Dallas Goddard. I don't want to play Ertz this week. I don't think this is the right week and the right play for him. So really in Philly, I'd sit them all. Just don't play anyone. Um, maybe Dallas Goddard is the only one I would play this week, but I wouldn't play anyone else. Uh, Atlanta at the Chargers. Uh, news breaking through is that Julio Jones is not going to play. So some mid decisions to be made at wide receiver Matt Ryan I think this is definitely a week he can start I think he's on the lower end of the uh, QB1 high end QB2 kind of numbers and Todd Gurley I think is someone that you can play this week but you've got to be a bit careful he is uh, a little bit banged up but he should return to a normal ro- uh, role Raheem Morris did say he's feeling a lot healthier this week so expect Gurley to get a bit more of the ball and um, against his Chargers defense he should be able to be at least somewhat productive uh, RB2 conversation. As for the wide receivers, Ridley is an interesting one because now he's going to get all the volume, but as he's been like the one all season, he's not really, he needs another guy to to take the runners away and, and take the coverage away. I think Ridley is uh, a, run, a wide receiver one this week, but I think you've got to be also just a little bit careful that he could he could cost you a week. He's that sort of player that he could have an, a massive week or he could um, really cost you. 
I, I do think he has a good week. I think with the targets and the catches in a PPR league, I think he's someone I would bank on to score, especially against this Chargers D. Russell Gage becomes interesting. I think for me, he's probably a flex play, maybe on the lower end of the wide receiver three side. Um, Hayden Hurst is outside the top 12 tight ends for me. He's not done anything for a while. But given the position, and especially against the Chargers, maybe he fancied them this week. Who knows? As for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, great matchup for him all day long. You're firing him up, as you will every single week now to the end of the season. It's also a good matchup for Eckler, um, a good matchup for, for Allen and for Williams. So Eckler, I think, could knock on the running back one door. Allen is in the wide receiver one conversation. Mike Williams, I finally put up into the wide receiver three conversation, but he still has that massive upside and ceiling. So he's the sort of player that could get you into the semifinals of your playoffs. And Hunter Henry, you're easily starting as he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Last of the late window, Washington at San Francisco. Washington, pretty simple. The only players I want to start from here are JD McKissick, uh, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. And if I'm Really desperate pain, Barber. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two this week. Um, better QB, he'd be a wide receiver one. But he's a wide receiver two this week. JD McKissick, running back two, purely on the amount of volume of catches. That's in PPR and half PPR. In a non-PPR format, he would be lower. He'd be easily be a running back three because he's not going to get a million yards, but he's going to get a lot of uh, targets and a lot of catches out of the backfield. Barber's very much a plotter. I think he's a running back three at best. Um, he'll get some touches, and if you're really desperate, um, you'll you know need a fill in, and he's your guy. But um, there, there aren't many better options on the waiver wire. So uh, if you've got injuries and you're desperate, and you know you've got mixing on IR, and you're, you're sort of just waiting for players to come back, he might be your only option, and you're just going to have to suck it and play it. <laughs> suck it up and play it. Logan Thomas is tight and one for me this week. Um, I think he's going to be at the lower end of that, but he had a great game last week. And with no Gibson, he should see an uptick in targets. As for the 49ers, um, I'm not starting Mullins. Uh, Raheem Mostert should be the lead back, although there's a trend towards Jeff Wilson getting more touches after what happened last week. Stick with Mostert. I think he's your guy, but I think he's an RB2. I think Wilson is a low end RB3. Um, and then you've got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I think they're both in the low end, running uh, wide receiver two, high end, mid range, wide receiver three. Anywhere from uh, 22 to 30, 34 is their sort of range of outcomes for me this week. And that's kind of where I've got them projected. And Jordan Reed is a kind of guy on a, on a free agency where you can just take a punt, pick him up and see if he gets a tight end. I think you'll see more targets this week, especially against Washington. Sunday Night Football is seeing the 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers against the 9-3 Buffalo Bills. This should be an absolute cracker. Glad it's on telly. Um, it should be a brilliant game. You can fire up most people for this. It just kind of depends on what sort of level of production. Um, I think Big Ben is just outside the top 12, but I think he's someone that you can play this week. James Conner, you can fire him. He's back off COVID. He'll be an RB2 this week. Um, and then you've got the wide receiver core. I think, again, I have Johnson, Claypool, and Juju. Johnson, Claypool in the wide receiver two range. Juju in the wide receiver three range. That's where I have them right now. Ebron, you can fire up as a top seven, top eight tight end this week. As for the Bills, Josh Allen, definitely starting him every week. He's a top six option, no doubt. This running game won't produce much in Singletree and Moss. They're both low-end running back threes at best. Um, Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver one. Cole Beasley is a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Final game of the week, Baltimore at Cleveland, divisional rival. It's here. Jackson, you're firing up as your uh, QB. I think he's at the low end of the QB one conversation this week, but I think that's 
still somewhere you could feel very comfortable playing him given his rushing ability as well. Uh, J.K. Dobbins should lead this backfield. He is at best uh, a running back, low low running back two, high end running back three. Uh, Edwards and Ingram, I wouldn't start at all. And then I think you can fire up Marquise Hollywood-Brown as a flex play at best this week, um, but I wouldn't want anyone else. Um, Mark Andrews, you're firing up as a, as a tight end one with no doubts at all. I'm not playing Baker Mayfield against this defense, despite what he did last week against the Titans. For me, the only players I want to touch in this game are Chubb, Hunt, and Landry. Chubb, Hunt, Chubb's a running back one, Hunt just inside the, the running back two. Um, high end, I think he's a top 15 running back play this week. Landry, I think he's a wide receiver two uh, play this week. Potentially wide receiver three. He should have some volume this week to, to make some plays. He's done to get some confidence going. He finally looks fit. So both of those should work for you. Um, those three players should work for you. That'll do it for the pod. Once again, thank you for the reception and everyone who said some nice things about us hitting podcast 300. Uh, it's been a, a whirlwind week. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. No stocks, so I promise I'll uh, bring my A game and uh, we'll bring some people on to, to pod and enjoy together. But until uh, next week, Rush Nation, good luck this week. Good luck at semi-final week. Don't forget anything you need. You can join our Patreon channel for a pound to get our rankings and ask us some questions. But anything else you need at all, just uh, reach out. And uh, if we can pick it up, we'll, we'll do our best. But until next week, Rush Nation, good luck. And don't forget, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 